Cleared for takeoff, runway 08, orbital insertion approved. Let's go. Hey, what is up, everyone? This is Jay Simpson, and you're listening to the Ignited Flight Podcast, where we bring information and inspiration for everything aeronautics and astronautics. Like I said, my name is Jay. I'm an entrepreneur, an investor, a disciple maker, and I'm also a private pilot and spaceflight enthusiast. Welcome to the podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the Hubble Space Telescope, or more specifically, the recent crisis that it faced just a few weeks ago, where it went strangely silent and inoperative. Of course, the Hubble Space Telescope is a key piece of scientific equipment orbiting at about 340 miles above our Earth and really having some incredible amounts of discoveries that it has lended us over the last 30 years. I want to give you a little bit of brief history about the Hubble Space Telescope just to appreciate its complexity and how beneficial this project has been. So the Hubble Space Telescope was launched in 1990 aboard the Space Shuttle Discovery. That mission was STS-31. This was a joint venture mission between NASA and the ESA, the European Space Agency. The ESA monetarily contributed to the project in exchange for observational use of the telescope. That's a pretty cool deal. But what's interesting is although it launched in 1990, the the actual project began back in 1983, so seven years prior. There was always this idea of what would it be like if we could get a telescope in orbit beyond most of our atmosphere? What could we see? How much further could we look into our universe and what might we discover? So this idea really gained a lot of traction in the 80s and finally it was approved. The original budget for the telescope was about $400 million, $400 million. But when it came time to launch, that number had significantly risen to $4.7 billion. So yeah, they, they definitely broke the budget on that one. It's interesting though that since the time that this was launched in 1990, the operational cost of the Hubble Space Telescope project had brought the entire cost of the mission to more than double that $4.7 billion. But it's been very much worth it. Hubble has really done some incredible work. It's made some incredible discoveries over the last 31 years it's been in orbit. 31 years, can you believe that? So get this, Hubble Space Telescope has roughly done 1.5 million observations of the universe. 1.5 million observations. Now, let me break that down so you understand how dramatic that number is. That averages about to 130 observations daily, or roughly one every 10 minutes. So roughly every 10 minutes, on average, the Hubble Space Telescope is observing something and then relaying that back to Earth. And this data that it's capturing, the imagery that it's capturing, has been incredibly beneficial to the scientific community. There have been over 18,000 scientific papers that have been published with data that's been brought back from the Hubble Space Telescope. And it really has reframed our mind in what the universe looks like. We've made some incredible discoveries and have now have a better understanding of a lot of different things that quite honestly we couldn't really grasp with Earth-based, ground-based telescopes. So it's really been quite beneficial. Some of these discoveries 
uh, include like the expansion of the universe, determining that that's accelerating, uh, looking at how galaxies evolve over time. This is really cool. Atmospheric studies of other planets outside our solar system. That to me is crazy. Like those, those planets are so far away. And with Hubble's help, we were able to look at the atmosphere of those planets. To me, that's mind blowing. It has even mapped dark matter and black holes. It's done everything imaginable. It's been an incredible piece of technology. And honestly, it's even outlasted a lot of the other telescopes that have been sent up. Hubble has been like the backbone and it's still operational to this day. However, this workhorse of a telescope has needed some help over the time, okay? It's needed some TLC, shall we say, for all of its work in orbit. And this is what we have recently experienced in the last several weeks. On June 13th, 2021, Hubble went silent. And I want to explain to you a little bit of what happened. And I'm going to try to make this as simplistic but informative as possible. So the payload computer, this is the computer that's responsible for controlling all scientific instruments on board the Hubble Space Telescope, the payload computer. It halted when it failed to respond to a, quote, keep alive signal between the main spacecraft computer and itself. Now, this keep alive signal is a standard handshake back and forth between these two computers to say that everything's all right, all is well. When this did not happen, when the main computer did not receive this from the payload computer, uh, the main computer put all scientific instruments into safe mode so that everything would be okay. But again, the payload computer is where this problem seemed to be originating from. And it's understandable. The payload computer dates back to the 1980s. Um, NASA initially suspected it probably was a memory issue um, and to some effect with the payload computer. And it makes sense. That memory, the memory cores tend to degrade over time. However, NASA decided, well, let's just switch to the backup redundancy system and that should fix the problem. And that's the beauty of everything we put into space. We have so many redundant systems to prevent something like this happening. So that way we can fix the problem without physically being there. However, whenever NASA switched over to the backup payload computer, they got the same exact error, which then really raised the alarm bells that this is, this is something serious. This is something bigger than what we initially thought. And I want to toss in here that right now the, the contract life for Hubble was supposed to end in June of 2021. So right here during this time period when they're having issues. So I'm sure that perhaps the, the, the thought or the question was, is this worth fixing? Like, are we going to even put more money into this? But I'm glad they did. And they, they tried to figure out what the problem was and get a good solution to this. They started considering a lot of different things. One thing they even considered doing and eventually did do was switching back to an old operating system on board Hubble. Now, when they did this, this was an exceedingly risky move. And for a lot of the astronomers that have benefited from the research, the data from Hubble, they were very concerned with this move, and rightly so, because a lot of bad things can happen when you go to an older operating system, especially with a system that is this old. But they went ahead and made that switch over. Thankfully, there were no issues, but it still didn't solve the problem. And again, you have a lot of days and now weeks that are starting to go by where NASA has not been able to figure out what, what exactly is going on here. How can we fix this problem again, being on Earth when it is in orbit? 
As NASA kind of explored this issue some more, the focus started to shift away from that 1980s payload computer. Even though that's where the problem was originating from, as far as they could tell, the thought was maybe something else is affecting it, which is giving us that result. So they shifted their attention away from the payload computer and now started focusing on the command and data unit. This was a piece of technology that was installed by astronauts during a spacewalk during the fifth and last Hubble Space Telescope service mission done in 2009. So they started looking at the command and data unit and particularly one piece of this which was the power control unit. Now this power control unit is throwing out power and managing power to various systems on board the spacecraft including the payload computer. Now they can't isolate that power control unit apart from the command data unit. They can't, they can't separate those two. So the idea was what would happen if we switched to the backup of the command and data unit. Remember they tried the backup of the payload computer to no effect, but what if they went to the backup of the command and data unit? That has its own power control unit. Maybe that would solve the problem. When they did this, when they made the decision to do this, that actually provided the solution. Whenever they switched over to the backup command and data unit, um, that used the backup power control unit, which allowed the backup payload computer to be restored. So the important thing here is that we went through a lot of back doors, kind of a pretty risky procedure here, to get to the backup payload computer, which is now operating the Hubble and now has the scientific data back up to normal. Um, on July 17th, roughly one month afterwards, operations returned to normal, and Hubble, being the nice space telescope that it is, even sent back some recent observations um, from what it, it had been it took shortly thereafter, kind of like, sorry guys, I've been away. Here's a postcard of what I've seen while we've been disconnected. So it was great that they were able to get that system back up and running. Um, and again, that, that extends the life cycle of Hubble even more. Now it's important to note that this is not the first time that Hubble has needed TLC or some type of repair over its life cycle. Um, whenever NASA launched Hubble, they actually incorporated five repair missions into um, future encounters with Hubble. And they did this on purpose because they knew that there was gonna be potentially problems that they would have to fix. And again, they were using the space shuttle to conduct these repair missions done by astronauts doing spacewalks. And uh, these repair missions have done a lot of great things for Hubble over the years. Probably the most notable one is immediately after Hubble launched in 1990, it became very apparent that there was an, ear, a, an issue with the main mirror of uh, Hubble Space Telescope. So the Hubble has a 2.4 meter square um, mirror that basically is the main piece of this to collect everything that it's seeing and observing in the universe. And there was a small error in the machining. And I mean, it was incredibly small, like, like less than the thickness of a human hair. But that slight difference, that slight error produced very blurry images. And so during the first repair mission in 1993, I believe, they actually sent up what they called uh, CoStar, which was basically 
if you will, a set of glasses for Hubble, giving Hubble a set of glasses to correct the issue, uh, just a set of five lenses to basically clear up that blurriness was the cheaper, more affordable, and the better solution than trying to send up another mirror on another space shuttle mission. And I'm not even sure if it would be possible to replace a full mirror in orbit. Just very, very difficult. Beyond that, on uh, the other repair missions, they've done general maintenance on Hubble. Um, they have also um, replaced older equipment, replaced it with better equipment, better sensors, so much more, and also stabilized the orbit from time to time. Again, it's important to note that all that was done through space shuttle missions, and since the space shuttle has been grounded, Hubble's kind of on its own. Not saying that it would be impossible for a future repair to be conducted. In fact, there's been several different options discussed of that, whether sending up a SpaceX Dragon capsule or Sierra Nevada's, Nevada's Dream Chaser um, vehicle, which is like a miniature space shuttle. All these were proposed as potential options uh, to really keep Hubble up and running. But for the most part, it's been on its own. And glitches like the one that we just saw, if you can't fix it from the ground, there's a good possibility that Hubble might not come back. And it's important to note that Hubble has had an incredible life cycle, literally 31 years. I mentioned it earlier. It has surpassed other space telescopes that have been launched since then, and Hubble is still operating. Uh, but it does seem that's coming to the end of its life. There's been a massive plan for years now to replace Hubble with a much larger telescope. And this is the James Webb Space Telescope, or the JWST. And as of now, that telescope, although it's been delayed and worked on for many years, it is planned to be launched by the end of this year, by the end of 2021. And that will expand so much further into our capability of what we can see out into the universe by picking up even more faint specks of light way out there in the distance, and that should even open up the door to much more scientific discovery. I say all that to say that, you know, while we are trying to maintain Hubble, the what has to be put into the balance is, do we continue to repair it knowing that we have another telescope coming online? And what happens when that other telescope is in orbit? Will as much attention be given to Hubble um, when you've got the better equipment already up there outperforming it and scientific data? But that being said, there's so much history surrounding Hubble. The original plan when Space Shuttle was still flying was that when Hubble reached the end of its life cycle, that the Space Shuttle would basically collect it like it deployed it and bring it back to Earth. And most likely it would have been displayed like in the Air and Space Museum in the Smithsonian, um, something like that, just to recognize the incredible scientific contributions that this has made. And I can't I can't overemphasize that it has been significant. The images that have been brought back, our understanding of um, planets outside of our solar system and just the enormity of our of our universe, seeing galaxies upon galaxies, uh, even more recently seeing galaxies interact with one another, just incredible things that Hubble has been able to provide us scientifically. But again, um, now that the space shuttle is retired, uh, there is not really a good means for Hubble to be returned when it gets to the end of its life cycle. So there's a very good possibility that um, as Hubble gets replaced by a better telescope, I would imagine that eventually something's going to break. We're not going to be able to fix it from the ground, and it's just going to continue to kind of deteriorate, which is sad. But again, it has done its mission above and beyond what I think the original outlook ever was. So it's important to note, too, that 
Hubble is in that orbit at 340 miles. As with all orbits, it generally degrades slowly over time. And that can mean anywhere between 2028 to 2040. If left untouched, at some point, Hubble would probably be looking at a re-entry phase and would break up in our atmosphere. That's a whole other topic because obviously that telescope is large and could do some damage on the way back. Um, so interestingly enough, during the last repair mission, and I'll kind of bring it to a close with this, there was an actually, there was a port that was installed, kind of like a clamping attachment port uh, to one area of Hubble for the future that if if something needed to dock with it or move it around or put it into a better orbit that it could be done um, and maybe that'll be utilized in the in the future either for some method of capturing and bringing it back and using it as a museum piece which i probably think is unlikely though i would really like that or just making sure it gets deorbited at the right place at the right time with as minimal risk um to you know the surface below it so Really exciting that, that they were able to repair Hubble. And again, I think this is very critical um, just because of the continued benefit that we do get from this telescope. It is going to be exciting to see the James Webb t uh, Space Telescope go up here at the end of 2021. And I can't wait to see what it brings back in those images as well. So what do you think about the Hubble? Do you think that we should continue to repair it? Do you think we got lucky on this one? Do you think there's going to be more problems? Uh, definitely let me know. I, I love hearing from our listeners. So reach out to me. Let me know. I would love to have a conversation with you about this. You can reach out to me on Instagram. My handle there is at jsimnow. That's J-A-Y-S-I-M-N-O-W. Again, I love hearing from our incredible group of listeners. Let me know your feedback, any questions you have about Hubble or the James Webb or anything like that, or perhaps future value that you are hoping to gain from this podcast. And as always, I hope that you leave this episode today feeling inspired. Thanks for joining me on the Ignited Flight Podcast and have a stellar day.